You're currently listening to the free version of Let Me Talk. If you want longer, ad-free episodes, even earlier, head to lmtpod.com to find out how you subscribe. Let me talk! Let me talk! The slump is over, back to winning ways with a 3-1 success at RB Leipzig. The job was only finished off late on, so it wasn't a case of never in doubt, but it wasn't exactly the most perilous position throughout the game, barring the odd break from the home side. Let's discuss it all. This is Let Me Talk. I'm David Mooney. With me is the Athletic City correspondent, Sam Lee. Hello, Sam. Hello. Morning. Uh, Morning. Whereabouts are you at the moment? You're in an airport somewhere? Berlin Airport. Berlin. Excellent. So, how's how's it been? How's the trip? Uh, Windy? Yeah, it's just been good. Uh, (laughs) It was mad. It wasn't especially windy, but like the, it was just so wet on Tuesday night. It was awful. Um, like I left the hotel, like just oh go out because I forgot. So left left my house for the airport. Thought I'm sure I forgot something, but it'd be fine. Got out to get on the plane in Manchester, so I was on the tarmac. I was like, "Fuck me, it's cold." I was like, "Oh god, jacket." Didn't <laughs> bring a jacket, uh, which is normal behaviour. <laughs> and then I was like, "Well, the weather looks alright." To be fair, left the hotel. I was like, "I might go and have a look anyway." And it's just like, just biblical rain. And it was like, right, okay. This good. was not well planned out at all. But anyway, I bought two jackets. Yeah. Um, two pairs of trousers and a t-shirt. Um, <laughs> so so I'm, all, I'm all stocked up again. Good. Um, three hours sleep last night. I genuinely think getting from Leipzig to Manchester with two trains and a flight is probably easier and less grueling than getting from London to Manchester after the FA Cup final last year. After That was just so grim. Like such a long extended hungover journey um I'd, I'd much rather do flying between the two countries than than that ever again yeah when uh, me and my partner uh, went on holiday to uh, we did uh, rome and then uh, venice and we got a train in between the two so flew to rome had a few nights there trained to venice and then flew home from there um and uh, i i left my coats uh in uh, the hotel in rome by accident uh, and i was like ah it'll be fine it'll be fine and then the difference in temperature between those two places was incredible um, so yeah, know what it know what it's like. I, I got off the station in uh, in Venice in a t shirt and uh, jeans, and it was like it felt like minus six. It was honestly the coldest I've ever been. Um, what I, were, uh, what... I did that one when I flew back from Argentina last year. Obviously, it was like summer. Really, it was like forty degrees basically. Flew landed back in Frankfurt in like the middle of December, wearing shorts. Everyone was looking <laughs> like a maniac. What are you doing? Anyway, this is this is the small this is the small talk at start of a podcast. Right? Nobody likes. But yeah. Here we are. Well, I've got one other little bit because it's city related. Oh, this still one. Going. Yeah, it was city okay, related fine. at least. Um, um, because uh, before we get into the a- actual match, uh, ahead of the match, um, quick question, Sam. Uh, what the hell is he on about here? Good food need time to be cooked, you know? Need time. Time. There. Half an hour, one hour. You put a microwave, it's not the same. What? <laughs> that was excellent, Matt. No, that was excellent. Because, um, so, f- forgive me if I'm, I'm wrong, but he was talking about the lack of time on the training pitch in between games. You know, as a kind of continuation of the, there's too many games in the calendar, um, not enough rest in between, not enough time to train. Because he always says they don't really train, they just do like massages and that's it. You know, that's normally at the end of the season, isn't it? When they've got all the big games, everyone plays all the time and that kind of thing. Um, but this time he was t- saying specifically like in terms of like Doku and Kovacic, like they, they haven't really had time to work on what City want them to do on the training ground because of this lack of time. Um, and I think you can kind of see the analogy forming there 
Oh, this, it's a very good one. It's better than the crossing the road one. Um, <laughs> Nothing's it, better it than the crossing the road holds, one, mate. <laughs> it holds up. It holds up very well. I've got another one actually for later on. Excellent. Um, Look forward to that. It's, no, it's, it's nothing like that. And this is actually one that is snappy and works. Like the microwave one. Like you can cook food in the microwave, but it is better if you prepare it properly and cook it properly. And it's the same thing. Like you, you can still get. Like Covetus has adapted very well. Doku's adapted very well. But if they had more time, it would be even better. Yeah, not all food can be done in a microwave. Summer definitely says on the packet, uh, not not for microwave cooking. So uh, do read the label before you do anything else. Right. Um, let's, yeah. Um, let's talk about the actual game now, about five minutes into the show. Um, mm. I had an email from Chris who says, uh, very happy with the result. It felt mostly like watching a performance from last season. I didn't think Rico Lewis was great during the first 10 to 15 minutes, but really came into yeah, the game and made it his own. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Um, he made some great runs and great turns. Alvarez was great and so was Doku um, overall performance then uh, seems like it, it felt like um, not necessarily lifted out of last season but it felt like uh, what would happen if you um, kind of put the handbrake on how things have been going in the last couple of weeks and, uh, and, and kind of return to the principles of last season so the way I thought this podcast was going to go rather than the, the small talk at the start was I was just going to say look play the clip play the clip from Pep when he says what they wanted from the game talking about you know putting a handbrake on and more control and the thing is there's the fine line between maybe somebody's listening to this podcast for the first time and maybe they listen to it because they're like oh I wonder what he's talking about I was going to expand on it but I've spoken about it so much I feel <laughs> I'm boring people and it doesn't need explaining especially if people listen to this podcast they'll, they'll know by now but like it was it's now the suspicion was a couple of weeks ago and then I thought it, it became obvious after Wolves He's obviously they've moved towards this kind of quicker, more direct style of play. But we did wonder, was it partly because of injuries and this kind of thing? And obviously, like with Doku playing instead of Grealish, sometimes it, it was kind of part by design. But I think definitely for the Leipzig game, the way they counter attack, the way that Pep set up there before, it's about stopping those counter attacks, mm. having more control. The lineup, as far as I was concerned, can confirm that. And then yeah, after the game, the way Guardiola explained it, it's like, look, you don't, you don't need meat. I mean, I kind of put the meat on the bones a bit because obviously Guardiola could do it much better, but he doesn't necessarily do it in the press conference. Um, but he, yeah, the way he summed it up afterwards and then went back to the last 16 game last season, which was our first Let Me Talk, actually, wasn't it? It was, yeah. Um, when, which everyone hated. It just, it's just kind of like, well, just listen for yourselves. You can see exactly where he's coming from, what he's getting at, and... Not so much, well, yeah, what to expect from Arsenal at the weekend or the approach at the Arsenal game at the weekend, but just how the season's going to go at least for the next few months. Yeah. That's well, the blueprint to follow, and it was kind of like what last night was. Yeah, let's get it straight from him then, shall we? This, uh, this was what he said after the game about the performance. The guys come from the bench, Nathan and Julian and, and, and Jeremy and Mateus at the end, for the contribution I've done, that is the key point, the key point for the seasons and everyone help each other. And, and yeah, I'm really satisfied because it was a tough game to play here. Leipzig always is. We saw, we didn't concede much, but the, the time we allowed them to run the transitions, oh my God. In two, three passes, they're in front of Eddie. So they are so fast. And that's why we wanted, like we tried to do it in the first game last season, in last 16, in the first game, the people were so annoying. Why we don't play more quicker? In that team, the games is happening. I always had the feeling when you are able to do in every action, attack 15, 20, 25 passes, something good is going to happen. 
something good. In every action, Jack to touched the ball, and after Bernardo, and finished with Jack, and finished with Bernardo. What does happen in the same action? Many good things is going to happen. And, and today we read really, really, really well. And again, as well, how we react when we draw and the only chance that they had, that they react, the team was, yeah, was, was really good. There you go. Um, 20, so 25 funny, passes. Yeah, yeah. Oh, Doc, play Doku. He came on and got a goal and assist. And look, I'm not going to say that Doku's not going to play at Arsenal because, in fairness, he did as much as he could to kind of earn his place. But what I am confident in saying is, I'm sure Guardiola will want a similar kind of level of control against Arsenal. Not necessarily because they're the same threat on the break, but just because he likes to control those matches. And without Rodri, it's going to be even harder. Yeah. So Grealish's style lends himself to that. But again, I looked on the Athletic Q&A this morning. What does Grealish offer the team? What's he doing? I was, did the radio comedy last night and it was mental because first half, I was like, oh, that was a very good job done. You know, bearing in mind all these things I had in my head about how Guardiola would want to set the team up, what he would want the performance to look like. I was like, well, that was great. Half time, all the techs come in, like um, got no creativity, which I thought was mental because they can see that they created like three, possibly four good chances. Well, obviously didn't create any. They were complaining about Grealish not being good. Haaland was ghosting, which to be fair, so yeah, there's something in that. And there was something else. And I was just like, this is this wave of like negativity. But it's, I was like speechless for a minute, but I was like, well, everyone's saying it. So maybe I'm, maybe I'm wrong, but it's like, I, I know what, more or less, I know what Guardiola wants. Yeah. And then, and people, are, it's not cross purposes because everyone wants City to win, but it's how they want City to get there. People, a lot of people still don't get it. And it's fine if you get it and don't enjoy it, that's fine. But like, it's, it's more helpful to kind of get it at least. And if you think that like, Grealish hasn't got a role to play in this team, or you know, somebody said on the athletic Q&A, can somebody please explain what Grealish does? I was like, like, it's just that, and it, what Pep was saying in terms of the overall approach, what they wanted, but the more specifics of 15, 20 passes, which is, obviously they didn't really have at Wolves, did they? And even in like, just in other games, like, the benefit of having a player like Grealish who'll do that rather than, like, even when Doku's creating, hmm. Like he's got a hell of a highlight reel, but he's also got a hell of a reel where he's giving the ball away, which is fine in the sense of not like the most creative players give the ball away the most. It's like the nature of the beast. It's like the De Bruyne does the, it all the best. Time. Yeah, yeah, it's like the best strikers miss the most chances, but also they score the most. They have the most. But in the way that Pep wants to play, it's not so ideal. And yeah. I, I'm not, I'm not going to make predictions about Arsenal, but in terms of individuals, but I do think the overall style will be. You know, is he going to play Foden, Alvarez, Haaland, Doku in the team? I very much doubt it. You know, it would be a more. You know, it does. It does seem like it's the type of game you need Grealish for if that's the way that he wants to go. But it, I'm sure he will do. And obviously, without Rodri, you've just got you've just got to pack the middle with whoever you've got. Basically. Yeah, my gut instinct is. I mean, we're getting ahead of ourselves there, but my gut instinct, if I were to say he was going to select the team for the Arsenal game today, would be that he'd go straight for Grealish and get Bernardo in there as well, and just oh, like, absolutely, like, you, you know, you know what I mean, just no like question. players that are just going to keep the ball. Um, yeah, because yeah. I imagine you look at the last two years though, when they've gone to the Emirates. Um, I think I think it's probably fair to say City haven't been the better team in both of the games. They've won both of the games, but they haven't mm. they haven't controlled the games. Um, yeah. And I think without Rodri, you're going to want players that can get in there and do it. I think it, it, the um, 
I saw somebody kind of this kind of sums up the the attitude at the moment towards um, certainly Grealish and Doku um, because I saw um, forgive me I can't remember who it was but I saw somebody tweet that um, Grealish gave the ball away for uh, well, yes, Leipzig's goal and then so it's like if 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 he's if he's there to control the tempo in the game and yeah, giving yeah. the ball There's away then they say. score. Then why and Doku's coming on and getting goals and assists? Then yeah, like oh, sorry, one why? Example. Yeah, well, that, it's, that, that's it though, is it? It's 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 the exception that proves the rule. Yeah, but yeah, it is. But also, it's like we've said so many times, and I'm saying this to people I was speaking to last night. Like, there's so much. He's got so much credit in the bank, surely. But it was people are acting with Grealish like last season never happened, and he went straight from his first season to this, and people have lost patience and go well. Doku's better, more threatening, blah, 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 get him in. Do you not remember everything he did last season? And like, if you're going to say, oh, well, he gave the ball away for a goal, that's it. Like, does that outweigh everything else that he does? And not even just like the kind of boring touches, keep possession stuff that is obviously really important, but like the actual good stuff that you could put in a highlight reel if you wanted from like the last three or four months of last season. And three or four months of last season, by the way, is longer than most of those had because he started playing better before the others did. Because mm. like, he, was, he was good straight after the World Cup. And the others, most of the others, kicked in in March. So, I, I'm just, yeah, it, it, it's happened really. Yeah, he did uh, Grealish as well. He did give um, the ball. Yeah, he did. <laughs> but so Grealish so far, yeah. at, at Leipzig did. Um, I saw again. Forgive me, I can't remember who it was. I think it was Jim um, City Tactics, but it might not have been. So if it, if this is your point, and I've just attributed it to someone else, I do apologise. Um, but they were also saying um, Grealish was doing a lot of good work uh, on the flank in the sense of uh, City were getting a lot of joy down that left-hand side, but it wasn't coming from Grealish. It was coming from him holding the ball, holding the ball, creating a bit mm. of space, and then somebody else getting into that channel. And that's somebody mm. else yeah, more often than not being Foden. Um, and I did think Foden inside Grealish was quite an interesting move. Yeah, well, it's funny because when Grealish first signed, so obviously we're going back two years, I remember thinking, can't wait to see Foden and Grealish linking up together. I was like, that's going to be really special, that. Um and then I was, in, I was like, in reality, when's that ever going to happen? Like, when's Foden going to be playing over there as well? Because obviously I was kind of thinking, because up until that point, Foden had been playing left wing. Obviously, Grealish would come in on left wing. So I knew they weren't both going to play left wing because obviously that's mental. But just the thought of obviously Foden playing in that attacking midfield position at that point, when they still had you know, obviously as well, but still De Bruyne and they needed that balance. It, it just kind of slipped off my radar for two years. And all of a sudden now, Foden is a candidate for that role, especially with to Bruyne being out, and it, it it does make a lot of sense. It is still exciting, and it did it did work. It did work well last night. And I mean, again, Guardiola mentioned, and he went back to the game in in February, where in terms of what he wanted from the game and how he wanted it to go, it was the same. But obviously, the performance was better last night. The first half was very similar, but I think they were more creative last night than they were in February. And then the other thing that Guardiola mentioned, kind of non-tactical, was and again, going back to being on the radio, and to be fair, watching the game regardless, they score after two, three minutes. You think, okay, well, this is a nightmare. And also, I remember Guardiola said, after the, the first half of the game last season, he said Leipzig knew they, they couldn't accept, you know, being played off the pitch so comprehensively on their own yeah. pitch and they would up the aggression. The second half was very different, wasn't which it? Is, yeah. Which is the same as what happened at Newcastle the other night. Like City dominated, but were toothless, and he, but he was like they upped the aggression because they they couldn't accept you know just 
going out weekly against City. So they stepped it up and City couldn't deal with it. So I was thinking, well, that's something to look out for in the second half last night. Um, and then it kind of arrived and then there was a few more counterattacks and you think, oh, it's not, like, this has been like the opposite of what he would have wanted. But then within about, I reckon, 10 minutes, around, around, whether it was nine or 12 or whatever, around 10 minutes in, you think, hold on a minute, City are actually, they're in control of this game again. Yeah. Like there, there was the odd, the odd threat on the break, but Leipzig only had beyond the goal. They only had one proper threat after that on the break, um, and they dragged it wide. Like Guardiola said, they didn't concede too too many of those chances, but when they did, you're like, bloody are they good? Yeah, Christ, they're in the goal, Grealish, yeah, yeah. Like Grealish giving it away, really quick combination play, but it, the the seeds were sown for that. And again, it's an interesting one when it comes down to Akanji because we talk so much about Diaz being amazing at. You know, he's so aggressive, make good decisions, and always comes out winning the ball. He did he did the right thing. He went up to to press, but he couldn't he just couldn't live with the, the quick flick and he was out of the game. And then you saw his lack of speed. Mm. And then obviously it comes down to Akanji being the last man. And to be fair, in terms of lack of speed, you kind of think, okay, you'll get him surely. And he he give he, he give I was gonna say him a nudge as well. You know, you know but what? He, but he finish. Up. Yeah, I was gonna say that finish is um there's there's almost a case. It's not that it's not one of them where you go, well, nothing you can do about that because you can you can like structurally deal with it better. But when you get to the point of a kanji being one v one with him, like I'm not sure what more a kanji can do. He's given him a nudge, he's like he's really given him a buffeting when he's when he's getting the shot away. And he's got mm. a shot away that's hit the post and gone in on the far side. Yeah. It's like it's a good shot. Yeah, it is. I don't like good. It's good shot. It's good combination play. It's like you can break down all the little elements that weren't good, but there was a massive element there of just Leipzig doing what they do. Yeah. But again, it feels weird because like Akanji's normally so it goes back to that scene in the crime thing. But and I don't know if I'm just being overprotective of him, which I, I don't feel like I'm inclined to be. You could probably say that about Grealish because of the way I kind of defend him. But I think that's because I just know how important he is to the team. And, you know, I always just thought there was no point in slagging him off in the first year or so because he needs time like most people do. But with Akanji, I'm not like especially warm to him or cold to him, but I feel like, you know, the Liverpool one last season, the Liverpool goal at the Etihad when Salah scored first and Akanji was getting the blame. It's normally the fact that Akanji's like the last domino to fall. All the fuck-ups come before him. <laughs> and then he's trying to sort it out. So in fact, it was the same, um, I, and I kind of blamed him for the West Ham, the, the goal at West Ham. And then a, a mate messaged me afterwards and he was like, um, a, a couple of little details on it. And you just think, yeah, um, he, was, he was kind of in no man's land because Diaz didn't, uh, what, Diaz didn't, I can't remember whether he dropped back in or go for whatever, but he didn't, um, do anything that could have enabled Akanji to go towards Ward Prowse. But it's, it looks like him, but it isn't. And I think there's a lot of goals that way when he is, he's, the, he's there trying to do his best, but like the, the seeds have already been sown further up the pitch. And he's, um, it's, and again, it's not like he's not a good 1v1 defender in those situations. He's not like he's not a Mendy, he's just going to go to ground and grumble. Like we know he's very good 1v1, but in certain situations like that, um, it's, it, it's the blame of others more, more so than him. But yeah. also in terms of the lack of pace as well, like Diaz, like we talk about um, Foden jogging back sometimes. Diaz went, oh, I'm not getting that. No, I, 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 I am fucking getting near that. And he just, he it's was nowhere funny. near him pace-wise and then he just kind of went, oh, forget it. Which is interesting actually, because you think he'd be like, this, this, anything could happen with this second ball, I'm yeah. going to get back there. But, you know, it goes to show that even the, nobody needs convincing of how kind of committed and always on Diaz is. 
and even he went, ah, forget it. Yeah. So it happens. It's a good, good bit of context, I suppose. It's funny because it, suddenly I had that, you know, it, it was that Gordon Ramsay meme. Uh, suddenly that fell into my into my mm. mind where Foden isn't tracking he's back so and he's, and he's uh, absolutely berated him and then Diaz isn't tracking back and he's, uh, it's like the kids on uh, Junior uh, MasterChef or whatever it was. No, I think they're both very much the, the kids on Junior <laughs> MasterChef. Like nobody, nobody criticizes Foden. Like For not tracking back, back yeah, than, yeah. Other than like me and my mate who sends me the videos on it. <laughs> nobody wants nobody wants to hear it. Nobody wants to hear that all oh, Phil can't play midfield except like nobody nobody wants to hear that. Um but you know it is it is true. Yeah. But he he, he was good last night, Phil. Um I thought for, so. I thought in bits. So. Like it wasn't like a Newcastle solid throughout, but he was um it was very good, but particularly the first half hour and then again in the second half. Coming up after a short ad break, we'll continue to look back on City's win away at Leipzig and we'll also talk about Rico Lewis's performance and hear Guardiola's thoughts on the 18-year-old. Jewelry isn't a gift you give just once. It's a way to remind your loved one of a beautiful moment every time they see it. Blue Nile can help you find the gift that says how you feel and says it beautifully with expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com and experience the convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com to find the perfect jewelry gift for any occasion. BlueNile.com Let me talk is sponsored by you, the listeners. The best way to support the podcast is by subscribing via Memberful. You can pay as little as £2 per month, which gives you early access to all our podcasts ad-free, and they're packed with even more content. That gives you even more minutes of us to fill up your week. Subscribing is really easy, and the longer episodes will integrate seamlessly with your podcast app of choice, be it Spotify or Apple. Head over to lmtpod.com for more information on signing up and links to all of our socials. Do you know what made me tick over into going, actually, this is a this is quietly a really good performance from Foden, was uh, the second half when... Uh, Leipzig upped it a little bit, and the the kind of there was a ten minute spell where I was like, City are not really controlling this, and then a few minutes after that, I like it 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 twigged that City hadn't been out of um, Leipzig's half for a bit, and it's like, oh, actually, they're just they're they're doing the thing now where they where they kind of ease control back into their own hands, and they're knocking it around a bit, and then suddenly they, they'll start creating chances in a few minutes, and I realised they were getting Foden on the ball a lot more in that 10 minute spell than they had been kind of at mm. the start of the, of the second half and that was when it, it, it twigged that he kept popping up in, in places I mean obviously the, the finish as well he's, um, he's right footed it into the ground uh, I'm not sure how much of it he, he meant to do that but it's like it's, it's one of those get it on target and you'll probably score sort of situations and he's got it on target so um, well that was just a very nice goal and yeah. it, might, it might be a neat little segue into the overdue Rico Lewis bit I was going to say um, like in my in my thoughts for you thought the way the podcast was going to go was one way and my thought was we're just going to open with Rico Lewis because of, of how good he was um, I mean you've got you've got to go in with look that, that that was the thre- the framework of the whole game it's obviously what he wanted not yeah. just last night but most likely going forward you know there'll be a bit of a handbrake like you used that phrase very, like, it's very apt like there will be a bit of a handbrake on Look, it's not like Kovacic and Nunes don't give you control of games. It's Kovacic can and does. But, you know, when there's no Rodri on top of all the others who are missing at the weekend, you just don't get that control at all, really. And obviously the the, the ball carrying in midfield and from Guardiola, as we saw last night, and obviously Doku too, that is, it does have a place. They, they recruited for it and it, it does have a place, but it's just not all at once. Well, basically, at the start of the season, it was all at once because of the injuries and it was just kind of, well, 
all these players have the characteristics to attack, attack, attack. So let's embrace it and let's do it because basically I haven't got any other choice. Yeah. Now we see the choices. You see what Guardiola's more naturally inclined to do. We saw that last night. We'll see it again. So I thought that was going on that. Um, and then, then you've got the Rico Lewis yeah. well, um, that's... bandwagon to jump on after that. Well, that'll be good when we say it on Twitter. We'll go, oh, yeah, we talk about control of Rico Lewis. Most predictable city podcast in the world. But let's uh, let's get Guardiola's thoughts after the game. Um, most of the press conference was uh, about Rico Lewis, wasn't it? So um, what yeah, I have done is uh, clipped together a few of his answers here. So uh, this is Guardiola's thoughts on Rico Lewis's performance after the uh, RB Leipzig game. Playing good, huh? What a player. What a player, 18 years old. Uh, I've been manager for 40, 50 years, training players like unbelievable players. To find a player like him played in the pockets, in a, how he has to move in the holding midfield, fullback coming inside, moving the space a little one, the small difficult one, is one of the best I ever training, by far. So he's a humble guy, don't talk much, and have the appreciation for all his mates, so yeah. Didn't play much this season. Last season was a key point to understand what we should do. He helped us a lot, a lot to understand what what you have to do in our build-up and many, many things. And today was a proof again. So didn't play much, but he's going to play a lot. So with Rico, are you impressed by his temperament? Because he seems he got fouled a lot today, and he gets he's got fouled in previous matches as well, and he doesn't yeah. seem to answer back. He just kind of gets on with it. Yeah, he composed us for day one surprises. I remember the preseason like. I didn't not even consider it to bring in the in the preseason in the previous one, the last season. And Carlos Vicente told me, oh, we can bring Rico Lewis because he can play right back, left back. I didn't know him. And he played the first minute against Bayern Munich, 10, 15 minutes, I remember, and right, right back outside, I said, oh, this guy is good. And I started training with us, I said, oh, this guy is good. So because when you play inside, you have three, 360, no, in camp front of us for everywhere, it's the most difficult position to play. As a central defender, all you see in front of you, he has in the middle there, and have the tempo, the actually how to do it. What do you want to see now, this season, from Rico? Don't imagine, listen, 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 and in every training session to get better. You see the, the first free kick hidden was in the corner. So it's not good in the long balls, it's not good in the throw-ins, it's not good in in few things, but that's the point. If 80 years old, it's just 80 years old. Have a 10 years of career, 12 years of career, and uh, and he has to always listen and improve. And his behavior, when play, doesn't play, is always correct. And uh, I said to him a few times to the senior players, I said, last season especially, how is he in the locker room after playing three, four or five games and every man makes compliments? How is his behavior? So the same. So I speak with some players. I said, what do you think about Rico? I said, yeah, we like him. When does happen? The most important thing a football player, when you gain, you win the respect of your mates. You know? That is more important thing than the one opinion of the media or whatever. When you gain the respect and the, your mates can rely on you on the pitch and you know you can do what you have to do, you are in the heaven. I absolutely love that. Yes, because um, look, it was only last week when Guardiola was asked about when he praised Nunes after the Sporting game, saying he's one of the best midfielders of all time, or whatever it was, and he was like, "Yeah, he's not." Like, I, I get carried away sometimes after games that we just won five 0 um, So, 
you can take his praise. It's possible to take his praise to some extent with a pinch of salt. But then the depth of which he spoke about Lewis there, I mean, look, you can you can go overboard in some aspects. But it's, it, it's because but you, it's so like specific, isn't it? it yeah, that's it. It's so specific. There's so many different elements to it. There's on the pitch, there's off the pitch. There's his attitude. There's not um, not changing his standards or his, his attitude when he's getting praise and let, not letting things go to his head. All of that stuff. Yeah, there is a, a depth and breadth of praise there that shows that it is entirely genuine. And I mean, he is a hell of a player, isn't he? Mm. And it goes back to, you know, in the summer, I remember doing the last press conference before I left uh, Seoul. City's transfer plans were a bit uncertain. And do you remember I said, I was like, thinking about using Rico Lewis as number eight because yeah. one of the attacking midfielders. And I, oh, can you, I mean, I, can you imagine I, that as a sell? Like if they hadn't signed any other players, that like, would have been fucking Armageddon. Yeah, I was, I was very, when you said that, I was like, ooh, I don't like the sound of this. I don't think it's working out well if, it's, if this is where we're going with it. Um, no, tra- and transfer market-wise, it wouldn't, it wouldn't have been. And obviously yeah. the fact that they, they tried to sign other players and they did sign players shows that it wasn't their plan. That it wasn't their first option. But just the very fact that they considered Rico Lewis as an attacking midfielder so soon, okay, that's interesting. And then again, to go back to the control stuff, um, when I asked him about, can you play quicker? Um, Or are you playing quicker now? Whatever it was. And he said, "Um, yeah, but it's the quality of the players. And and he said, I I like it, but maybe if we concede a goal, then think, ah, we need more control. And he said, look, if we want more control, maybe we put Kovacic as a number eight or Rico Lewis as a number eight. And then he went to Wolves at the weekend and I was kind of writing saying, look, they didn't have these control players. But I needed to use that quote to highlight the fact that, you know, the point Guardiola was making. So I had to say, look, he did have Rico Lewis on the bench, but he didn't use it. And we said it on the podcast, like for whatever reason, he didn't use Rico Lewis against Wolves when when they were they were losing at half time and obviously they needed to change the game a bit. And he, he made other subs and they were more attacking subs. Um so you kind of think, is this Rico Lewis as a number eight thing happening? But we knew in pre-season he was on the radar. Guardiola said that as an option for how to control games, which obviously going back to last night, he said he's an option. And then we saw it in person, in the flesh. And again, he talked about him. It's always a specific quality, isn't it? Like when yeah. he praises a player. I mean, to be fair, there are obviously some players... Uh, I just get the generic treatment, glo- yeah. Globally. <laughs> but I mean, yeah, but, but, and also, but I mean, it's kind of like messy, isn't it? But like, if it's, who was he said? Who did he say? He said it's David Silver, didn't he? He's the best player in the pocket that he's ever seen. Yeah. But it's all, like, it's, it's, it's always the pocket stuff he seems to like so much. But you, you could see with Lewis, that was where he was. That's where he was picking up the ball. He was, I mean, Foden is like the tidiest 100% on the half turn in those spaces. I don't think you're going to see a tidier player on a half turn in those spaces in world football. But like Lewis was right up there in terms of how he was getting into those spaces, understanding when he had to, the control once he's there. And again, we saw that for the goal too. Um, everything that Guardiola said there, what we kind of saw on the pitch. Um, and then obviously, if we're going to think about the Arsenal game again, like does, do, do those weaknesses that he mentioned rule him out at the Arsenal game because the standards are so high? Or is it because you haven't got Rodri anyway? So you really do, if you really do need control, you need to get it in any way you can. And then does, does Rico come in for that? And are we looking at something like Kovacic and Lewis and Bernardo in midfield and maybe yeah. Foden on the wing? I don't know. And then he likes, he likes the goal threat next to Haaland, doesn't he? Yeah. So it is. you can't sacrifice that altogether. But he'll come up with something. 
But in terms of how Lewis fits in into this team, him as a number eight, I like it very much. I, I don't know what's going to happen in terms of him at the weekend, but you can you can certainly see his place in the team going forward. Yeah, it is interesting. I didn't want to get dragged too much to the weekend, um, but again, I can't help but thinking like I like after the game, my initial thought was I bet the plan wasn't to have him there against Arsenal and wasn't to um, and that he would play 90 minutes against Leipzig and that's kind of how how City would go through that game but then the performance that he put in against Leipzig there's a really big case for putting him there in that Arsenal game and I wonder because like Guardiola's been talking about rest and recovery recently and I, I wonder for someone who's 18 and still very early in their career if 90 minutes and then a big game at the weekend is too much do you know what I mean? I, I'm just trying to work out what too much might be. You know, mm. what, is it the size of the game? Is it the, the, the small details? Is it because it's a difficult line to draw with Lewis in particular, isn't it? Because we said when he played at Leeds after the World Cup, and obviously there was loads of different things going on after the World Cup, and that was like people were unfit. There were very few options, but it was like if Guardiola is going to trust a 17, 18 year old to play there, he'll trust him anywhere. Yeah, he'll trust him anywhere, and we saw that in a lot of games. But then we also did see it just completely. It dried up, didn't it? And he, again, Guardiola mentioned it there in his answer. Like he, he helped us understand so much what we need to do in our process, which he said towards the end of last season as well. He kind of, he, he walked so like Stones could run effectively for, for how City wanted to build up and the blueprint for, for winning the treble kind of had its, its, its foundations in, in what Lewis was doing. But he also mentioned in that press conference, which I think was before the Leeds game, because that was the first game that Lewis started in ages, but Guardiola was like, there's, you know, there's certain things that other players have got, like, you know, ex- experience and a um, bit more like game know-how and all this kind of stuff that you just can't have as an 18-year-old. So you do, it is interesting to know where that that line is going to be drawn at the weekend. But I mean, it's fascinating that the team news on on Sunday. It's no, I don't think anyone's going to know who's supposed to be where. Oh no, maybe it's going to be kind of like last night where you can, where you can kind of work it out. But. I don't think anyone's going to know exactly what's going on. And like I say, it'd be interesting to work out, does he want Avarez and or Foden still around Haaland? Can he get the control with those still still, still doing that? Uh, with no Rodri, what do you do? It's, I mean, Stones didn't get on the pitch at all. Would, I'd be surprised if he's back. Yeah. Uh, he's been out for a long time. Uh, yeah, there's loads of very interesting... I mean, it's not, it's not great, because I can say this on a podcast conversationally, but I've got... A, well, it's a conversational article... That's something the athletic got to do um, about like how oh, was Guardiola going to do at the weekend. Look, I'll I'll recycle all the usual control stuff I've been talking about already. But in terms of the actual individuals involved, I've no idea. That's it for the free version of Let Me Talk. Normally I'd ask Sam what uh, members will get, but he had to dash off for his flight, so I'm going to tell you instead. Uh, we're going to be talking about uh, Erling Haaland and his performances recently and uh, how we can get back to the good old goal-scoring form that, uh, that he was in last season. We're going to talk about Julian Alvarez and we'll get Guardiola's thoughts on him and you'll hear in real time that I discover what griddying is. That's all for members. Those ad-free episodes are longer and they're out earlier. You can find out more on lmtpod.com. If you want to send us an email, it's hello at lmtpod.com. We're also on Twitter, Instagram and TikTok, so just search for lmtpod on there. Thank you very much for listening. We will see you next time. (laughs) 
Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health-monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.